0: It's Monday. It's July 8th, and the word of the day is niderosity, which means belching with the taste of undigested meat. Used in a sentence, Niderosity is a weird word, and its antonym is belching with a
1: literal shit-eating grin on your face.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, Keith, don't kink shame. You're losing us
2: listeners. I think it's positive. (laughs) I thought it was clear.
1: How are there people that don't digest the meat. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, I'm Andrew Torres.
0: I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats.
2: On oh, this week's episode, Andrew tells us where to put the beeps live and in person. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's pretty much just a half hour beep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Donald Trump makes an executive order that you're allowed to make an executive order to overrule the Supreme Court. But first the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats Andrew Torres and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, we did some fun haiku last episode in honor of 2019 the year uh what about some love for the Supreme Court this time?
1: What do you think? Yeah, uh okay. Um right, you got see. this. Yeah, uh there there once was a justice from Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lawyers are not poetic people, but but this still works. Trust me. Yeah. You should have a- voted for Hillary Clinton is the end of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I got one. Um the court was supreme like highest. Now it's supreme like nachos. Kill I have a feeling that last s- syllable <laughs> got beeped out, but for the record, I got him right. I got him right.
1: <laughs> I just won't point it out. It's still like mine better.
0: Uh, Let's go straight into the headlines in correct. our lead story tonight. Like nachos. This, <laughs> the Supreme Court of the United States decided last week that they're they're not going to be doing democracy stuff anymore. Nope. That's, that's not a top-level national issue. <laughs> That's just, you know, low-level stuff for the states. And no, the Republican Party does not have to let black people have votes that count. Mm -mm. Thanks to a 5-4 ruling in Rucho v. Common Cause, it's now our official policy as a country that federal courts, including the SCOTUS itself, have no power to hear challenges to partisan gerrymandering. It's been decided that there's literally nothing in U.S. constitutional law that says American citizens have the right to a fair vote. And uh fun little fact about this. If you look at the majority opinion really closely and you unfocus your eyes a little, you'll see a magic eye extra sentence that says, you should have voted for Hillary Clinton. Suck it. <laughs> okay. Heath, upside,
2: blue wave in 2020. And then we make it impossible for Republicans to ever win a Senate seat again, right?
1: You, you... <laughs> You, you have some sort of secret plan to abolish 26 rural states?
2: <laughs> I do. I do. Thank you. I, I, you interrupted, but I'm And Go beep.
1: Great. <laughs> so here's a little
2: background.
0: The Rucho case came out of North Carolina, where Democrats and Republicans are pretty close to equal in support. It's a purple state. But with Republicans controlling a narrow majority in the state legislature, they were in charge of drawing their 13 districts for their voting map in 2016. And in the 2016 elections, using their new cheater map, the GOP got 53% of the popular vote, yet somehow took 10 out of those 13 districts. That's 77% just for the record compared to 53% of the popular vote. So right there, the GOP just blatantly cheated themselves, approximately three extra votes in US Congress, just from North Carolina.
1: And the same type of scam is happening in the majority of states.
2: Yes, yes, it is.
1: The majority of red states, right, because in, in not, you know, not, not counting my home state of Maryland, in most of the blue states, Democrats are all like, why don't we put districting in the hands of a bipartisan commission or, yeah, some fair bullshit like that.
0: Oh, fun. We're not cheating, but the rules are we're cheating. Yeah. And great. Oh,
1: and and the party that cheats put in a Supreme Court that just changed the rules to, by the way, you can cheat. Uh, oh, yeah. and they, they got that Supreme Court by cheating. Wonderful. Cool. Nice. That's the new
0: rules. And um, just for the record, the the guy from North Carolina, the guy from their GOP, who got put in charge of making their cheater map, proudly announced, I'm going to gerrymander the fuck out of this. Yep. Yep, Pretty much exactly (laughs) what he said. Exact words. Quote, I think electing Republicans is better than electing Democrats. So I drew this map to help foster what I think is better for the country. I propose that we draw the maps to give a partisan advantage to 10 Republicans and 3 Democrats because I don't believe it's possible to draw a map with 11 Republicans and 2 Democrats, end quote. Hey. Literally exact words. Okay, to be fair, you switch out the parties,
2: this dude and me are on the same fucking page, right? I, <laughs> I,
1: I, just just idle curiosity, Can can someone remind me what ethnic background the overwhelming majority of democrats in north carolina are it's it's, it's, it's i don't want to i don't to give away the rest of this segment so but uh, it's not germanic uh, get back to come back to me get back to me finnish japanese swedes
2: swedes yeah
1: <laughs> and scotch uh, romanian yeah fredonian so
0: here's the reasoning we got from the conservative majority that wouldn't exist if hillary clinton was president in nope. the Supreme Court. Nope. According to Chief Justice Roberts, who wrote the majority opinion, the founding fathers intended for politics to play a role in drawing election maps. So, fascinating. Yeah, politics was intended to be part of politics. That's great stuff. Slow great down stuff John. from the Chief Slow Justice. Slow down. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody take a second to digest that one from our top legal mind. He also pointed out that federal judges are not entitled to overrule state lawmakers even though I'm pretty sure he just described the entire job of the judicial branch. Is that <laughs> kind, not what they do? Of,
1: yeah, that's yeah. God damn
0: it. But he also openly admitted that gerrymandering is a giant problem. And then he reached for the, for the gerrymandering like your bullshit friend, pretending he, he wants to pay the check at dinner, but his tiny little dragon arms just can't reach so far. <laughs> and then he ruled that the entire federal court system has tiny little dragon arms too. That's official policy.
2: Okay, Andrew, help me out here. Roberts is just evil, right? Like, I I get that Gorsuch and Kavanaugh might just be stupid, but Roberts is just like... Turning that captain's wheel into the iceberg, like meh, I'll be dead before the boat sinks. Am I
1: wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so here's here's the difference, right? Uh, Roberts, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh—they're all hardcore right-wing activists who want to use the court to radically transform America, consistent with David Barton's fevered wet dreams. Um, you can you can just read <laughs> Roberts' dissent in Obergefell if you if you doubt on that one. And 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 he dissented on that. Oh yeah, and and yeah. dissented using the David Barton how. David Dare we, you know, that this transform this institution. It's it's it, it, if you're not mad enough, Ugh. go go read that. Right. Um, and and I know, Elijah, but they're all super smart. Right. It's just that every once in a while, John Roberts feels it's a th- it's not quite conscious. It, it's a <laughs> tiny, tiny bit of shame. And that particle of shame is what literally the fate of every case before the Supreme Court now hinges on shaming Justice Roberts. He he's he's our he, he's our centrist swing vote yeah. on the Supreme Court yeah. right now. Yeah,
0: John Roberts. Yes.
2: That's okay though, Bernie. Lovely. He's gonna rotate him out like an old pitcher. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna come out there. He's gonna, <sighs> gonna be like, "Give me the gavel, Roberts. I'm sending in.
0: <laughs> spin the wheel of Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop, <laughs> boop. It's liberal now. Nope, <laughs> not how it works. No, no whammies. No whammies. God <sighs> damn it." Uh. Yeah. And and just to be clear, when Roberts claims there's nothing in U.S. constitutional law to guarantee fair voting, he's he's just blatantly lying. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I mean, just quick example, top of my head three years ago in a similar case out of Arizona, the court, they ruled very clearly that, yes, if state lawmakers try to steal democracy from all the people of color in a state, those people can take it back and have their maps drawn by an independent commission of
1: not bigots. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah, for look for 30 years everybody who is not Antonin Scalia has said um this is a real problem but we're not sure we have the technology to figure out exactly how to draw the line. Right. And you know what we have now that we didn't have 30 <laughs> years ago, we can really, really good computers. Yeah. Like, like I get it that the Commodore 64 like couldn't figure, but like we, we can do that now. Like we know exactly how to measure it. And that's what this Wisconsin case, what, what, what happened in Rucho, like they teed up the simplest mechanism for measuring, uh, uh what they call surplus votes. Right. Ugh.
0: I got to be honest, though. I mean, in like 1850, I feel like we could just like draw a little squares, approximately shaped <laughs> things, right? Yep. Is that real tough? I don't know. Anyway, um, by the way, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's majority opinion in that Arizona case said, uh, basically, wow, uh, can't believe I got to explain this to you idiots again. <laughs> um, voting is a thing where people... Choose leaders. I know the order of words can get real tricky. Ooh, which one first? Which one second? But it's not leaders choosing people. Idiots, and definitely not leaders choosing people using a computer program to draw perfect cheater maps that scam liberal minority groups out of their voting power. So, if I'm understanding this correctly, this means that in a state full of bigots, that's most of them. Just to be clear. Let's use Alabama as our next example. If the GOP-controlled state legislature of Alabama just feels like it, they can draw their district maps however the fuck they want. And as long as the state Supreme Court is cool with it, any sort of partisan gerrymandering is fine. This is a state where Roy Moore was chief justice, by the way. So that state Supreme Court probably not going to be blocking too much GOP gerrymandering. So Alabama has seven congressional districts. And it, it seems like this ruling is saying they could literally draw one that's called all the black people and then make the other six pretty much whatever shape they want and guarantee that six out of seven members of U.S. Congress from their state are being elected by 100% white people in that well, example. Well, they, they do have to lie a little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, yeah, they would have to use words like Democrat instead of black person right, when they, they describe what they're doing, but then it's fine. So, So if they call that one district... All the Democrats. Bl- uh, there's nothing anyone can do at the federal level about getting almost entirely disenfranchised there. The entire Blemocrat population that's disenfranchised. That's
2: true. You can't do anything at the federal level. That said, threw this out a f- couple of episodes ago. Everyone was a negative Nancy about it. Let's throw this out there again. You know what undoes this? Mass registration by African Americans as republic. I mean, Democrats. Wait. <laughs> no, they... <laughs> They end up as, re- if you're going to cheat, the least we can do is lie. That's what I'm saying. If you switch <laughs> and you lie, then they
0: can't do this. No, can't. everybody register. If you're a Democrat, register don't, as a Democrat. Don't yeah, switch it. You got to switch Official it. policy wear of the a, show. Wear a mustache when you vote. <laughs> None of this. Multiple times. Okay. So <laughs> quick side note. I looked at Alabama's district map and it's already almost exactly what I was describing as my absurd hypothetical example. There's one blue district, and it looks like a fucking starving amoeba trying to move in all the directions at once. It's ridiculous. So, bottom line, we'll be deciding on a state-by-state basis now if democracy is a thing that we want to be doing. Yep. And in most states, that won't be decided with democracy because of the gerrymandering problem that this whole thing is about. Am I crazy? Like, (laughs) if we claim we got gerrymandered... The state checks if we got gerrymandered by fucking continuing to gerrymander and decides that we're fine. And we'd be crazy to make that argument again and sane if we didn't. But if we're sane, then we keep getting gerrymandered. And if we're crazy, we keep voting for gerrymandering. We're in a living heller.
1: This is ridiculous. (laughs) If you're asking, am I naked and up a tree? Way ahead of you, Heath. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or has got to fly that fucking mission no matter what. And on that note, we're gonna take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Policy Genius.
2: And it's healing up okay?
1: Uh yeah, so, so far. Hey guys. Oh what's hey, up?
2: Hey Heath. Um, well I'm glad to hear that.
1: Yeah. So so it's a it's a baby shower brunch. Yeah, I guess
2: she knew Anna in college. Either way, I have to bring a gift and. A poem to share, so. Ugh,
1: that sounds
2: terrible.
0: Yeah. Why don't you just uh, not go? I mean, Heath, I can't not go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely can. You don't want to go, so just be like, I don't know, say, I don't want to go, something like that.
1: Yeah, you know, that that's not really how being an adult works.
0: What? Are, you mean what I said? Yeah, That's. I'm an adult. That's exactly what I would say. I mean, technically, he, he's yeah, an it, adult.
1: Thank you. Uh, look, look, Heath, it's like life insurance, right? I mean, you, you don't want to do it. I don't want to. But, but yeah, you know, you, you got to put up with the pain. What are you
0: talking about? Why don't you guys just use policygenius.com? What's policygenius.com? Policygenius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Wait. Two minutes? I, Two my minutes. Life, my life insurance guy lived in my
2: basement for a week. And I had to live in my what? insurance guy's basement for a week. Did you?
0: I mean, if I wanted to surprise him, I did. Yeah, that tracks. All right, skipping that. Um, And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance.
2: What? That's amazing.
0: Right? So if you need life insurance, but you just don't want to deal with all the legwork... Head to policygenius.com. It's the easy way to compare all the top insurers and find the best value. Policy Genius. Delegate what you hate, uh, especially if you hate getting life insurance.
2: Is is there a website for going to a baby
1: shower brunch with poems? Uh, Grinder? Uh, he, Heath, I, I, I don't think that's what that site is for.
0: I don't think you're using it correctly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And we're back next up in headlines when Donald Trump gets handed an unexpected loss by his hand picked Supreme Court. And yes, this is the first one since Kavanaugh was seated. Uh, Trump just pretends like that didn't happen. He sure does. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Tyler, Tyler, write this down. New executive order.
1: Boo nerd. End of executive order. Yep. Pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. So here's here's the story. Thanks to the court's last-minute, uh, ridiculously fractured five-four decision in Department of Commerce versus New York, the aforementioned John Roberts, uh, when faced with a document literally entitled—and and, uh, this is not for you know comedic purposes—how to advantage Republicans and non-Hispanic white people. Um, yep, that's that's what it says decided that just maybe there was this tiny risk that he wouldn't get invited to all the cool parties anymore (laughs) if he signed on to the part of the opinion that says, and again, let me quote, "...the choice between reasonable policy alternatives, that is, one designed to suppress responses and one not, in the face of uncertainty was the Secretary of Commerce's decision to make." He considered the relevant factors, weighed the risks and the benefits, and articulated a satisfactory explanation for his decision. Um, What? Oh, oh, no, wait. That is from John Roberts. (laughs) 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 Hey, Supreme Court, quick question. What would you say you do here now? (laughs) Did you just, you punted your job just now? Twice? Yeah. This week? So, yeah, j- j- just remember, the the people telling you that this was a a wide-ranging victory for the forces of sanity, and it, it proves how John Roberts is less conservative than you think, and, you know, I, ugh, that just proves that those people cannot read. Um, <laughs> I, I could... I could plug Opening Arguments, episode number 292, in which I explain exactly how to parse through this nonsense opinion. Um, that probably come off as a little self-serving, so I, I, I won't do that. I won't do that. Yeah. Casper Mattresses <laughs> slash Opening Arguments.
2: But, 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 make sure you check out Opening Arguments, episode 422, where Andrew breaks down exactly what Grand Imperial Wizard Trump means by mwahaha.
1: It's a really good episode. It's going to make you feel way better. All right. All right. Anyway, so... So Roberts, well, again, like we just went through, Roberts was totally cool with the Department of Commerce asking a citizenship question on the census, even knowing that it would suppress answers from non-citizens and relatives of non-citizens. You know, the opposite of those Republicans and non-Hispanic white people (laughs) even says, and again, direct quote from the opinion, we do not hold here that the agency decision was substantively invalid. It's just that they didn't explain it well enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, You're going to need to add some specific language about uh, quadroons versus octoroons for this to be constitutional. I'm a Supreme Court justice. (laughs) That is my job.
2: Uh, The court requests information on what Jessica Alba is. (laughs) Anybody? (laughs) Me too. I feel there's some Latin... Mixed in
1: (laughs) uh. (laughs) Camellies You guys know what happened next. Um I took a bunch of Xanax. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh six days ago the Department of Commerce every day. (laughs) (laughs) So six days ago, the Department of Commerce uh issues a, a press release that says Okay, uh, you you got us. We lost. We're gonna we're gonna print the census without the citizenship question. You win this time, Inspector Gadget. Right? It, like and, <laughs> and 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 then relying on that right? That that's the Secretary of Commerce, right? That the lawyers then for the department told a sitting judge, "Yep." Census is going in to press without the question. We all saw the headlines, and then uh, those lawyers. And, and I'm not making this up either. They went on vacation uh, because, I, you know, <laughs> I could totally get that. Like you work for Donald Trump, like I I would get out of the country too. Um, Sorry. Uh, last thing, Your Honor, we're only counting
0: the white people. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm backing out of the room, I still see you. You're right there. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So so with the lawyers on on the first plane to Mexico, uh, then then Trump decides that he's going to tweet out uh, not so fast there, Wilbur. Uh, We're still going to fight this. So the judge uh, has his chambers get the lawyers on the phone from vacation, right? Like, you can hear Fantastic. Margaritaville playing in the background, right? And he <laughs> asks, what the hell is going on, right? And and so the phrase that the DOJ lawyer is forced to use, um, he says this, again, four times in 25 seconds, is... <laughs> fluid situation
0: Uh,
1: that's most of 25 seconds that's just him being like fluid situation
0: fluid situation fluid situation
1: uh wait for it and 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 they do fluid situation yeah they do teach you the meaning of this phrase at harvard it has nothing to do with fluid it's it's really odd um it's it's legalese for I have no fucking idea what my moron client is doing, right? We've all got to use it time and time again. It's just that usually your moron client isn't the goddamn president of the United States. Uh, Give me time, Andrew. Give me time. I'm getting there. (laughs) All right. Well, I think
0: it's time to get all of Trump's lawyers together in a room. Michael Cohen's room,
1: where he lives, is the one I'm talking about. And and then they just stay there. They all stay there. That'd be great. Yeah. No, so this did not sit well with Judge Hazel, who said, uh, and again, literal quote, I've been told different things, and it's becoming increasingly frustrating. You know, if you were Facebook, an attorney for Facebook told me one thing, and then I read a press release from Mark Zuckerberg telling me something else, I would be demanding that Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) appear in court because... I would be saying, I don't think you speak for your client anymore. End of real quote. (laughs) And Trump's tweeting again.
0: I have it right here. It says, at DOJ lawyer guy, don't give Judge Hazel 130 grand winky face.
1: He spelled out winky face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is a sitting federal judge lamenting for the record that he can't issue a court order compelling the president of the united states to show up in his courtroom and stop saying stupid shit um and uh, oh it, it gets better right because what then happening then the government's lawyer says you know your honor it's uh get tomorrow i think is the fourth of july i'm six beers in already can i can i have like the weekend to think this <laughs> over and come i up like with- beer yeah. <laughs> i enjoy beer and 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 he is not he's he's into your honor can I and, and the judge the judge says let no go fuck yourself like four times in the span of eight seconds <laughs>
2: fantastic yeah. at which point he goes gah, ugh, fine now how does your client plead <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so uh, so the judge sets a Friday deadline and of course the government misses the Friday deadline uh, that to to come out and say. We will do what the Supreme Court says. Right. That's that's what Judge Hazel says. Either you come to me with a piece of paper, a stipulation that says you extra special promise pinky swear to do what you have to do, or I'm going to order a whole bunch of discovery and things are about to get way worse for your client and the government chose option B. <laughs> um, they really are. They're going to try and find a way to convince the Department of Commerce to issue a new explanation for the citizenship question that isn't "we only love white people" and yeah, that's the country we live in now. So we're we're all waiting to see if there's somebody at an executive agency who can lie convincingly enough to make that tiny little particle in John Roberts go away. So uh, uh, stay tuned. Great. And on that note, uh, why don't we take a quick break for a word from our second sponsor, The New Yorker. Dang it, Andrew, can I have your phone? Sorry. Sure, sure, Eli. Uh, w- what's wrong with yours?
2: Oh, I ran out of free New Yorker articles again. Here, you can have my old one. Your new number is 8...
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, one... That's Heath's cell phone, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't want you to give that number out on the air. And, and two, you, you can't have my phone. I, why don't you just subscribe? <laughs> Andrew, subscribe to The New Yorker? What am I,
2: Jude Law? I don't have that kind of money, Andrew.
1: Actually, Eli, you can get 12 weeks of The New Yorker plus a tote bag
2: for just $6. Uh, Andrew, this is The New Yorker. They represent the best writing in America. Jill Lepore, or, or that short story from a few weeks ago back then. Oh, man, that was really, really good. Right? Not to mention they've got amazing reporting, the cartoons, the crossword, and they've got a huge
1: online archive. I think it's probably like $400 a minute. No, you you can get 12 weeks of The New Yorker for just $6, plus the exclusive tote bag just go to New slash Skeptocrat. Again, listeners save 50% when they enter Skeptocrat. You
2: know what, Andrew? I'm in. Here. You can have your phone back. Yeah, hey, thanks. Uh, wait, uh, how did the
1: photos get full?
2: Oh, don't look at those.
1: Eli. I told you not to look. You were standing right here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't beep out photos. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And we're back next up in headlines in just kidding news tonight in a shocking revelation this week. Concentration camp guards aren't nice people.
0: Huh? Yep. I don't know. I mean, be fair. Some very fine people on both sides of the bars, I got to imagine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So uh, this surprise that surprised everybody came out this
2: week when ProPublica was given access to a secret Facebook group called 1015 for former and current ICE agents. The group, among other things, posted sexist and racist memes about the pending visit of Hispanic lawmakers and celebrated the deaths of people in their care.
0: Yeah, it looks like these concentration camp guards are... Not going to be going to Harvard. So, this is my sad face right here. This is
1: my sad. Can you hear my sad face? That's an impossible standard that no, <laughs> that one, no can one can possibly meet. <laughs>
2: Indeed. So, ProPublica was able to confirm the legitimacy of several of the commenters in the group, which included Border Patrol agents, guards at current holding facilities, and even a supervisor in El Paso, Texas. So, Andrew, I'm sure a lot of people have been upset by the news this week. A lot of people are wondering, like, what can they do? Right. I mean, like they know they got to vote in 2020 and they know that you got to like donate to charity that provides lawyers. But like, what do they do to get kids out of concentration camps today? What can they like actually do to get kids out of camps right now this moment?
1: Yeah, and and I I really think the the answer here is actually to to donate to uh, RISIS and to the ACLU. Um, it, look, people tried to to work directly, right? Like they showed up at these concentration camps with with food, with toothbrushes, with soap, with basic hygiene products, and the guards. Turned them away. So. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah. What? It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's,
2: it's it's not a lack of supplies. It's punishment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've been very, very clear about this. And this, uh, this group is just another example. Awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Check out Racy's and the ACLU. Apropos of nothing, just had this crazy thought. Totally unrelated. Do you guys remember in World War II when the French fought the Nazi occupation through a series of. I love history. Oh. Oh. I don't know why that came up. <laughs> I'm just joking around. I'm joking. Look at me, comedian, making jokes.
1: Uh, Okay, uh, uh, Heath, we're still bleeping out literally everything Eli says says in in this this episode? episode? Yeah. Yep. All right, just keeping
2: Mm -hmm. you guys on your toes, just making sure the beep hand is strong.
0: The the machine is working. Good. (laughs) Next up in headlines, Bernie Sanders knows how to add and subtract numbers, and the Washington Post does not. (laughs) <laughs> and we learned about this pretty confusing state of affairs last week following the Democratic primary debates during which Bernie pointed out that the top 3 wealthiest Americans have more money than the entire bottom half of the US population. Yeah, that's that's 3 people. That's 3 people, not 3%. Yeah, 3 wealthiest Americans more money than the entire bottom half of the US population. And in response to that claim, Washington Post fact-checker Glenn Kessler tried to claim Bernie's thing was false by arguing that Bernie's statement was extra true and therefore <laughs> circled back to false like a horseshoe. It's, it's really not clear. If you ate money so much, why do you
2: have any? <laughs> Maybe democracy dies in darkness is a goal, not a catchphrase.
0: Maybe it's their like their vision board. All right. So first of all, let's be fair. When Bernie mentioned that stat, it was pretty hard to understand the words because it sounded more like this. Um, actually, Eli, w- would you mind doing the honors? Oh yeah, obviously, I got it. I uh, let me look up the quote. Okay, here we go. Uh, quote: Bork, Pork, 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 <laughs> pork, 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 pork. <laughs> right. So I, I get the confusion. Sure. But if you check the transcript, you can clearly see that Bernie was saying, "Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, and Warren Buffett. Those are the top three guys." They have more money than the entire economic bottom half of Americans. And based on data from 2017, which has actually gotten worse since then, <sighs> those three guys were worth $248.5 billion. And the 160 million Americans at the bottom of the wealth spectrum were worth $248.5 billion. Um, $248 billion is a number that's smaller than... 248.5 billion just in case you guys needed me to do that or
2: is it i work for the washington post now sorry i just had to <laughs> <laughs> i make a
0: hundred thousand dollars a year as a fact checker <laughs> so, so the day after the second debate kessler and his team did a fact check on everyone's remarks and it was mostly responsible journalism but on this one point they i don't know why but they lost their goddamn minds first They actually printed those two numbers I just mentioned, (laughs) one of which, again, is bigger than the other, just like Bernie said. But then they claimed his stat doesn't count because it's comparing apples to oranges, which is true. I mean, it's like comparing 248.5 billion apples to 248 billion oranges to see which pile has more pieces of fruit. Uh, It's tricky stuff. But here's the craziest part. Kessler added, quote, people in the bottom half have essentially no wealth as debts cancel out whatever assets they might have. So Bernie's comparison is
1: not especially meaningful, end quote. Yeah. And, and if you need to know what kind of comparisons are meaningful to uh, the uh, the SAT level review that's being conducted here, <laughs> we, we, we have this sample problem from The Washington Post. And that is, oh, perfect. Orsman is to regatta. As, as a big
0: number is to a less number. Yeah, yeah. which way is so the crocodile just, facing? <laughs> so just to review, yes, the Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos, by the way, coincidence, was trying to argue. Yeah, they were trying to argue that zero is a magical number that can't be compared <laughs> to other numbers. Because it's too orangey, apple It's it's hard to say which they think is the apple and which they <laughs> think is the orange. Doesn't matter. Regardless, the professional fact checkers whose job it is to check facts were trying to claim that Bernie's statement wasn't meaningful because it was two hundred forty eight billion dollars
1: more meaningful than it was. <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And, and, and Sidebar to to all my Bernie bros out there. We're we're all square now, right? You can stop resigning in protest from my Patreon page now, right? Come on. <laughs> nope.
0: <laughs> Never. No.
2: Never.
1: Do you have a podcast?
0: <laughs> That's adorable. What's the name of it? Is it a successful political podcast?
1: That's all right, all right. I invented it. <laughs> yeah. Eli did invent it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's true. And in, if you live in Delaware, consider running in the 2020 Democratic primary because fuck Chris Coons news tonight. Um, well, th- that, 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 that's the story. Just say it one more time. Yeah,
0: I like, fuck Chris Coons. I
2: like guest appearances with Andrew. He, likes steps out of his minivan of opening arguments to ride on the motorcycle of Puzzle in a Thunderstorm. It's a good, it's a good change. It's nice to see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway... You might remember Chris Coons as the blank boxman who lucked into drawing Christine. I'm probably not a witch all that much anymore, O'Donnell, as his general election opponent for the Senate in 2010, which means that he, of course, won because literally any non-witch would have won that race.
0: Yeah. He just showed up at the debate with a scale and a duck, and she just ran away, dove out a window. Yeah. His
2: major political rival now? Marianne fucking Williamson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I would pay any amount of money for a Williamson-O'Donnell debate. Oh, my God gosh that would I'm
0: be in uh, yeah a williamson anything debate a williamson soliloquy a
2: williamson <laughs> <national> television <laughs> williamson debate she sets up a mirror we ask her to talk to her dark she self. just
1: fights herself <laughs> like yes! fight club anything oh. i'm in all right two votes uh, and, and, and look, like, let, let, let's be fair here for a minute. Coons has been uh, he's been fine since taking office. Right. Like he's got a way better voting record than Senator Witch would have had. Right. He's got 100 percent approval rating from Planned Parenthood and zero percent from the National Right to Life Committee. Right. So. So, look, okay. don't get so mad at this segment. And what I'm about to tell you next that you go vote for Jill Stein or something. OK.
2: Oh, God, um. I miss good. I would trade my right nut, the one that makes boys, for a Meh political situation again. God. Remember yeah. Meh. Oh
1: God, yeah.
0: Oh Meh, yeah. But <laughs> make, look, America meh again. make America Meh. Make America Meh, again. America meh again. Again. Mama. Uh, Fun fact: that is actually what
1: Tim Ryan's
0: slogan is. <laughs> 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 that
1: and, that in the Taliban attacked us on nine eleven. It's a it's, yeah. a it's a long poster, but it's a good one. Um, no, but. But anyway, back back to this asshole who who look like he votes with Donald Trump thirty to thirty five percent of the time. He voted to roll back really? Dodd Frank. He's the guy who Fuck was part of the you. yeah. He wanted to fund the border wall in its entirety to end the government shutdown. And 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 just last week he penned a think piece for the Atlantic called "Democrats Need to Talk About Their Faith." Um. With no illusions? Uh, He's taking appointments if people want to
2: talk about their faith. Democrats want to talk about their
0: faith? He's the guy.
2: You just need the one. You just need the one. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And look, this piece is as bad as you would expect, right? So it starts off with the obligatory, uh, I mean, sure, the religious right is awful, and, and then- and then, then we get a but, right? Like, okay, okay. No, you, look, you were yeah, done. Yeah. First hint, Chris, when your sentence begins, the religious rite is awful. The next thing you insert there is a goddamn period. <laughs> Several <laughs>
0: lines of exclamation points. Yes. Pe- period works too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or you just CC Mayor Pete, you know, yeah. whatever. You want. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. But no, we get a but, and here it is. Democrats have allowed conventional wisdom to correlate public displays of Christian religiosity with anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQ policies. Okay. Fascinating. Um, what does
0: conventional stupidity correlate Christianity with Chris Coons? That's (laughs) interesting. Uh,
2: Who does he think is actually behind anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQ policies? Big jowl, because that's the only other thing they have in common, Chris. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it's it is impressive to be this wrong in just seventeen words, but Coons manages it. So look, let let's count out the ways, right? So first, Democrats haven't allowed anything, right? Like the Koch brothers alone spent four hundred million dollars on the twenty eighteen elections, right? Second, this crazy idea isn't just something percolating through conventional wisdom it's a deliberately crafted message again by the aforementioned Koch brothers and others that they've literally spent billions of dollars funding through you know crap like prager university um third fuck you uh personal note uh Public displays of religiosity have been unconstitutional for two centuries in this country, up until a week and a half ago. Dude, come on. It's
0: just a 40-foot tall Latin plus sign. It's about Latin math. You're being ridiculous. You
2: should be in favor of this, Torres. <laughs> Andrew is Spanish.
1: Yeah. It's Torres. Yeah, thanks. Thanks Latin. for that. Uh, Latino. <laughs> they speak Latin yeah. In, yeah. in Latin America? Mexico? Yeah. They do, yeah. And and I, you know and look and this isn't even dealing with the substance, right I mean Eli already talked about it like literally the only people who are anti-LGBTQ anymore are religious people right um, Does it get worse? It, 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 of course it gets worse right Then we we get the like shitting on non-religious voters for no reason It look like the facts are so so in our favor that he has to say stuff like this right He says. For all the talk of American secularization, only seventeen percent of the people who voted in twenty eighteen identified their religion to pollsters as not What Only seven like we're seventeen <laughs> goddamn percent of the electorate. Like that's six times the Jews, right? Like come on. <laughs> like
0: uh, Yeah. So uh plus, plus everybody's a coward and they're like, No, I'm a little spiritual. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Name your God. And- Name your god. <laughs> too slow spinoza no No. you don't even know what that is. get out of here you heard that from somebody that's a spinning nose earlier (laughs) today i
1: hate you're latin And, (laughs) and and like any good cranky old white dude he's also gotta take a big steaming dump on millennials right who are quote only a small percentage of democrats end quote and then um As he's listing the bad things millennials have done to this country, right? That driving Red Lobster to the brink of bankruptcy. um, (laughs) The the, the worst thing he can find to say about them is... That a slim majority, quote, still identify as at least somewhat religious. End quote. I, you got that? Like fifty-two percent of millennials are, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. Sure. I guess just <laughs> stop asking me about it already, Chris.
0: Yeah praying you don't get shot in the face at school
1: shouldn't really count as at
2: least somewhat religious (laughs) i don't think that counts it's an excellent joke
1: yeah so um so there you go that's uh that's chris coon's plan for democratic electoral success in 2020 step one piss off 17 percent of the electorate right off the bat uh, step two: talk shit about almost a majority of your most energetic volunteers and base, uh, and 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 make sure that you're talking about stuff that they definitely don't care about, even by your own evidence. <laughs> and then, right. uh, and then step three is a profit, right? Yeah. Absolutely. When when does when does he run again? Uh, twenty twenty. So um, yeah, Marianne Williams, <laughs> Mary Wills, Mary yeah. Wills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does, is it gonna is it gonna be a surprise to either of you that he's endorsed Joe Biden?
2: Well, to be fair, Joe actually drove him to school when he was he a kid. Really sweet. of
1: him. Oh,
2: and finally tonight, in it's my party and I'll fly if I want to news. <laughs> That's
1: excellent. <laughs> That's Thank a good you.
2: One. President of the United States, Donald Trump. <clears throat> Sorry, three years. Thought I'd be used to it by now, but I'm not. Anyways, he uh, threw himself and America a little party last week with $2.5 million of your money. So, the sparsely attended military parade was impressive only in that it was something that both North Korean dictators and people with Pornhub channels dedicated to sucking their own dicks could agree was, quote, a little much. Question,
0: does anybody ever make it to the promised land in those videos? They sure do. They They make it? Yeah. Wow. There's a whole genre, With the, my friend. the rib thing, yep. or can you do it without the
2: rib no thing? No rib thing required. Get out of here. I learned
1: something here yeah. today.
2: Don't... Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely not. Don't be a quitter. Search it right now. This will be the outtake. I don't care. <laughs> you just have
0: to commit, like, pl- like plow that's position?
2: Right. That's it. You just gotta really mean it. You didn't mean it.
0: It's not because I'm Irish, <laughs> that's for
2: sure. <laughs> Anyways, don't worry. It wasn't just expensive and stupid in the meta sense. The... Coriander-in-Chief also made sure it was explicitly stupid when, during his speech, he said that the Continental Army, quote, took over airports during the Revolutionary War. (laughs) Yep. Claimed that the Continental Army took over airports during the Revolutionary War. Now, Trump has since blamed the gaff on a broken teleprompter, which... I get. I mean, we work off scripts here at the Skeptocrat. So if I look away from my script for a second, the machine gun was invented in 1492. See, yeah, it's it, that's <laughs> it. Yep. You got to have the script. Otherwise, you uh,
0: you don't know Fantastic. when things happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We elected Nazi Ron Burgundy to be our president. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Hail Hitler. Uh, <laughs> Hitler. Yeah. No, yeah. You, I want you to go up at the end if you're going to do anything. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Uh, yeah. Fun, fun fact. Um, on March 19th, 2012, then just evil private citizen Donald Trump tweeted, why does Barack <laughs> Obama always have to rely on teleprompters? And then in 2015, he <laughs> really? said, oh, no, it gets better. He, in 2015, he said, I think we should outlaw teleprompters. And then in 2016, <laughs> he said... I've always said, if you run for president, you shouldn't be allowed to use teleprompters because you don't even know if the guy is smart. End of actual <laughs> quote. Yeah, there is always a Trump There's tweet. always
0: a tweet. Wow. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to Andrew Torres. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving-away-a-free-show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Dr. Chris, Patrick, Eric, Julie, Kayla, the infamous Molly, Becky, Freethinker215, and Mayor Quimby support Secular Coalition for America, Shannon, Susan, Philip, Christopher, Jim, and Anne, whose dicks and vaginas don't even need a shave and a haircut.
2: And getting caught in the rain.
0: No, <laughs> fuck you Do it right I'm not moving on until you do it right I will I will last a six and a half hour episode on the <laughs> same <laughs> two bits If you don't say
2: goddamn two bits I am not moving We're on And this it. is the rest of the episode is Silence us. It's fine We'll just sit here
1: with Andrew, Andrew on the line Andrew, say two line. bits, I swear to God Andrew, uh, if
2: you say two bits I will kill say myself Say two bits and I will
1: heal. kill myself faster <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still not over Heath doing the actual air horn noise That was, uh, <laughs> that was a serious commitment to a bit he said, "Bit say two. <laughs> I will com- say two. I will I- compromise
0: and say yeah. two. There it is. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent, like those fine people, I won the game. If you enjoyed our <laughs> Brendan Whimsy South, like to hear more dick jokes free of charge. Check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, god Godawful Movies, and Citation Needed. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Zladek of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Say two bits. Two bits.
2: <laughs> <laughs> two, bi- two bits is the better catchphrase sign off.
0: Until next time, two bits. All right. <laughs>
2: Here, you can have my old one. Your new number is eight.
1: Uh, Okay, one, that's Heath's cell phone, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't. God damn it, puppy. Will you shut the fuck up?
0: Just bark over the number. Keep doing (laughs) it, (laughs) buddy. I like
2: the hurt last one. Where yeah. you're like, shut up, and she pauses, and then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: "The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved."